I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Hello, and welcome back to the Reload Podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Bedlam. Uh, Bedlam is on Saturday, so we've got a little special recruiting edition of Bedlam. Uh, We're going to talk with Adam Kemp of the Oklahoman. He covers high school sports in the state uh, out of Oklahoma City area. And so he knows a lot about uh, some of the recruits within the state, a lot of the kids that are committed to OSU, a lot of kids committed to to OU, obviously. And uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... A little predictions for Bedlam this weekend, uh, where Adam came from, how he uh, got to where he is now, and uh, yeah, so it should be fun. Um, We had a little bit of trouble with the audio, so it does sound like I'm talking out of a a tin can at times, but I hope you guys enjoy and stick with it. Uh, I think we'll have that fixed next week. I think uh, it's kind of a Skype issue that I will admit I am Skype illiterate, so I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, thanks again for listening. Adam, what's up, man? Hey, Kyle, how's it going? Doing all right. So, Adam, this is your first uh, first appearance on the podcast. Uh, go ahead and tell tell the tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, it's kind of a weird journey for me to get into high school sports. To be totally honest, I I just started um, pretty much in August for the Oklahoman as a preps writer with uh, my partner Jacob Unruh, who's been doing it for a real long time and has been really awesome kind of showing me the ropes of everything. But, uh, before that I did five years as, uh, pretty much just a solid news writer. I, uh, was breaking news and went on to do enterprise writing and liked that a lot. Um, and then I kind of just, I saw an opening in sports. It was for our web editor position over there. And that was last year. And I've always, you know, been a, kid reading the Oklahoma newspaper sports page, reading Barry Trammell and Jenny Carlson. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of uh, a dream of mine to jump over there. And now I sit every day next to Barry Trammell and right next to Jenny and, you know, a- amongst people that I always looked up to and, and wanted to read. So it's been, uh, it's been a really fun jump. And this past year I switched over to uh, covering high school sports, kind of like I said, and it's been a blast kind of just getting to know the beat and meeting all these players that I've heard a lot about and um, seeing them commit to schools or decommit from schools and commit elsewhere. So it's been, uh, it's been wild. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think is like the coolest thing about your job that um, maybe you didn't expect or, or something that surprised you just covering high school football today, we're talking to you on on Wednesday, which is actually your off day. Yeah, um, and and you cover sports probably mostly on Thursday and Friday nights, I would imagine. Thursday and Friday nights are the um, covering game nights, but I got to tell yeah. you, it's mostly work done on uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday are usually when you get your stories, you know, reported and and written for the most part. Um, the biggest surprise, honestly, to me was I I came into it. I I know that I'm like uh, I'm always looking kind of for features to write. I'm always looking for good stories about players and, and guys that I think are interesting to kind of like, you know, flesh out, let people know who, who some of these guys are. Um, but the big surprise to me is how fun covering high school games are just like the atmosphere being back in, you know, 
the high school arenas and, and, and stadiums and things has just been kind of really fun to me. I've, I've been surprised at how much I enjoy it. And it's really like the smaller school stadiums that I've really enjoyed getting out to. It's um, some of the like more well-built uh, structures are, are uh, at, you know, in Edmond and, and Mustang and places like that. But it's kind of the smaller schools that are more fun to get out there and see the real, uh, I guess, people of Oklahoma in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So of all the stadiums that you've been to since you've covered, you know, high school sports over the past year, what is your favorite like stadium to go to, to cover a game? Um, I had a good time. My very first game I covered was Kingfisher. Kingfisher. Uh Uh, Home of Curtis Lofton way back in the day from Uh OU. But um, just a really neat um, small school stadium. I mean, honestly, it's not that small. They've they've put a lot of money into it over the recent years, and but it's still got you know just the two sided bleachers with an old school press box up on top. But uh, that was really fun. It was a really good kickoff into you know seeing what high school football is all about in Oklahoma. I had a good, really interesting, weird time in Dibble, Oklahoma. Um, that is just pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> like 20 miles away from Blanchard, 20 miles away from a host of other towns, just kind of in the middle of nowhere. But um, that it kind of sounds like where like Kansas State gets their fullbacks or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely is. It's just like a <laughs> little thing, and uh, they, um, you know, it's it's interesting out there for sure. I saw um, uh, Hunter Anthony play that game. Okay. He, uh, OSU the, the offensive Tuttle. lineman. Yeah, OSU offensive lineman from Tuttle was going up against Dibble that night. So that was pretty interesting. But. Nice. All right, so you rumor on the street is you are an OSU grad. Um, did you grow up an OSU fan your whole life, or uh, how did how did that come about? Not not so much, to be honest. <laughs> Bedlam week confessions and all. Uh, <laughs> it is Bedlam week after all. That's right. It, yeah, exactly. So I grew up in a heavy, heavy OU household um, my whole life, basically just going to OU games. My first ever football game was Donovan McNabb and Syracuse in 1998 when OU beat them at you know Memorial Stadium. So that's kind of a fun one. Wow. But, yeah, no joke. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, uh, I was pretty much set on being a, a Sooner in college until my girlfriend, then at the time, Haley, uh, said, well, I'm going to OSU. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to OSU. Lo and behold, 11 years later, we are happily married and together. So uh, I'd say it was the correct decision in a way. So. <laughs> There you go. That's awesome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell every young person that they should follow their high school girlfriend to college, but in my case, it definitely worked out. It worked out for you guys. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think what we've decided, we're going to run through uh, some of the top recruits in the state. So uh, maybe like a little rapid fire. I don't. We can, we can go in depth on some of these recruits, but we're basically just going to go to 247 Sports Rankings and basically cherry pick the top recruits who are committed to OU or OSU just in spirit of, of Bedlam week. So, Right. I like it. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Okay, Throw so the first one at me. We're gonna start with Bray Walker, the top-rated recruit out of Moore, kind of your area, five-star offensive lineman. Have you seen this kid play? I have. I uh, watched his first, basically, playing time with Westmore um, up against Norman North in a scrimmage to start the year, and honestly. I knew who Bray Walker was even before I was <laughs> on the high school beat because we host all these kids in our Opubco studio um, for our like Super 30 and state teams and things like that. And you can't miss Bray Walker. He's he massive. is he is an enormous human. Like it's ridiculous. We have a a guy in our office who is a former sports writer. He's a news writer now and basically is a giant Patriots fan for some unknown reason. And uh, Bray Walker walked in last spring as a junior in high school. And my friend uh, on the news side stopped and he said, oh, my God, who is that? He could play for the Patriots right now. Like, he is enormous, man. It's crazy how big that guy is. Um. Six when seven I, three twenty. It looks like seven three twenty is what he's listed at. Yeah, um, might be he, but he is just like a fully grown man too. It's like not a high school big kid. It is a like they used to say how LeBron James was well put together coming even out of high school. I feel like this kid's kind of in that same. Uh, and he has been for like a long time. Like he's been like a sure thing since like a sophomore, right? Like Here's people knew craziest. about this kid. Scariest thing about Bray Walker to me, he's also a wrestler and a state champion, I believe, in wrestling. And so, look up some of those photos of the poor kid have to try and get him to the mat. I can't imagine. So, um, I saw Bray, um, it was really early in the season, honestly, but um, yeah, he's impressive. He's an impressive size. And um, I heard coaches talk about like because you can stand on the sidelines basically. Uh, he, high school football in Oklahoma is all access, which is something I didn't quite realize and is pretty fun. So you can kind of listen to what they say about their own players, like while a scrimmage is going on or games going on. And so they would talk about like, wow, he really needs uh, to, to and keep in mind, this is a scrimmage. So uh, it, it has gotten probably way better for Ray at Westmore since, but they were like, he needs to, work on his footwork and he needs to do this, but he was pushing guys around like crazy during this, the scrimmage against Norman North, who was a really good team. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a baller. All right. So, uh, next up number two on the list, Ron Tatum, uh, kid out of Putnam city, Oklahoma city, your hood. Uh, yes. Originally uh, committed to Texas, right? Right. Yeah, originally committed to Texas until Lincoln Riley took over the job at OU and kind of, uh, immediately let it known right then that he kind of regretted committing to texas he'd like to switch and OU welcomed him with open arms so uh he's uh he's a big kid too six four and a half 270 just about um i've seen him play twice now he is i mean he's a, a run stopper really and a, and a really good you know off the edge rusher mm-hmm. um it's hard with, um, you know, pass rushers at this level, I feel like, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, guys will throw two, three guys at a, at a player some nights and they'll not do anything, but they'll also, you know, not be able to do anything on offense because they have two or three guys committed to stopping one guy. So Ron's kind of that um, where you see 
<laughs> the athletic ability, the size. Um, it, it looks like he's going to be a really good player as well. Um, he is also an Under Armour All American or a U.S. Army All American. Sorry, so yeah. he'll be playing in that uh, that game coming up later this year. So is Bray Walker. I meant to mention. Yeah, that. so that that's a big commitment for OU too because he picked OU obviously over Texas, who we flipped from, and Bama had a bunch of other offers. OSU offered. He was. Um, that's he interesting. Was heavily recruited, or heavily recruited just by a ton of people. Yeah. I've gotten to talk to him a few times. He's kind of a quiet kid. Mm-hmm. Um, just um, uh, really likes to, you know, kind of focus on the team and team win and everything. But he he's pretty fun too. He he'll he'll smile and laugh it up, and uh, he he seems like a neat kid. So yeah, he, he could be he could be a problem for OSU then in the future. Yeah, it, it could like. be very much. <laughs> it could be okay. that. So number three on this list. Coming up, playing in bedlams in future. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So number three on this list, Josh Proctor, uh, Owasso Proctor. kid. Yeah. Committed to um, Ohio State. I know he's not an OSU cowboy or an OU Sooner, but what do you think about him? And do you think OU has a chance to flip him? Because that's kind of the rumor on the street is like he's he's looking at OU. Right. Right. So from everything I've heard from other people, I haven't gotten to see Proctor yet. Um, Jacob, my beat partner, has, and plenty of other people have that I've talked to and know they know what they're talking about. I think he might be the best player in the state. Um, I, I, he's a, just a dynamic playmaker on defense. I think he has three or four pick sixes this year, just like game-changing kind of plays that he'll just jump in and make them. They also... This is crazy. They will stick him in on offense and just give him a few jet sweeps a game. I think two weeks ago against like Norman North, he had like five carries for 120 yards or something like wow. that. So he's like he's just a pretty special playmaker. He yeah. uh, can make plays all over the field. He'll he's definitely a defensive back. He's definitely I think going to play that at Ohio State or OU next year. And yeah, I'm hearing the same things that you know you've heard that OU is really hard after this guy and i think you know their their troubles in the secondary are probably why right now like uh he he'd be in a probably an immediate impact player for them yeah. so i as far as i know i think he was at the iowa state game for them um for ou uh-huh. so he he saw them lose yeah. but also he probably saw like oh i could i could play, play here. right away <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. He also, let's see, uh, I think he may have been uh, a visitor at another game more recently. So um, I wouldn't yeah. watch Proctor um, last year when they played Jinx in Owasso, uh-huh. and he was everywhere. Like I actually went to watch Wayne Jones, uh, who was on OSU's radar at one point, a safety for Owasso. Right. I, I wanted to watch both Wayne Jones and, and Proctor. And Proctor was like, you know, playing. He was playing safety. He was playing quarterback. They lined him up in the backfield, like just as a wildcat quarterback. Um, they ran some jet sweeps. Like he was, he was everywhere. He's, he's yeah. just nasty. I think he's one of those guys just at this level that you you do anything you can to get him the ball because yeah. he's just so much more athletic than just about everyone else. He's got great size too for a defensive back. I mean, he's six two. Um, listed at 190 i would bet he's maybe closer to 200 pounds now or maybe a little bit more than that and of course in in any college you know weight 
program that's worth its salt probably is gonna is gonna round out into a really nice size. So yeah. All right. So next on the list, number four, CJ Moore. Uh, this is this is the one o- OSU fans are probably excited to hear about the, the four star receiver. <laughs> Let's stop of- talking about all these OU recruits, guys. Okay. Yeah, I know. Four star <laughs> OSU recruit. Uh, six foot five, just a freak receiver. Have you, have you seen him play yet? I have. I watched him torch Edmund North um, earlier this year, um, and he did it pretty much all in a half. Uh, that's kind of the the case with a lot of Union games. They just get up on teams, and you know it's kind of game over after a few quarters or so. But um, he is a like just crazy athletic. So the 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 game I saw against North, he caught a pass probably about 15 yards over the middle, spun out of the tackle, leaped over another guy, and like sprinted, you know, 40 more yards to the end zone, just blowing past everyone. I was, I didn't really, I hadn't gotten to watch him much this year. We don't get to see Union that much, obviously, being in the Oklahoma City area, mm-hmm. but um, I came away really impressed with him, and that size is evident. Like they love to just kind of toss it up to him, see if he can come down with it. So, I think obviously in that uh, OSU offense, he probably fits. You know, one of those roles that you know uh, Casey Dunn likes to recruit to. I, you know, it's probably more, um, you know, the bigger possession type receiver. I would imagine that can maybe make plays after, but I, I don't know. He's so athletic, he could. He could also probably be one of the slot guys that could, you know, catch it over the middle and do something with it. So. Oh man, yeah, he's gonna be good. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think he's? Do you think he can start like right away? That's interesting because the what's what's the depth chart gonna look like? Well, Mar- Marcel Aitman's gonna be gone. James Washington yeah. is gonna be gone. Chris Lacey's gonna be gone. You got uh, McCluskey, You'll have Stoner. You'll have, uh, you know, some of the younger guys. Yeah, there's a chance he breaks in right away. I would think. Tylen Wallace will be back. Um, right. Tyron Johnson, right? Tyron Johnson will be back. Shimon Greenwood will be back. He's kind of the six foot four recruit who's redshirting. Yeah, right. I'm interested to see because I do. Th- I think CJ's good. Like I've seen him play, and. Really tall. I think something that OSU's been missing is just someone they can just toss it up to. I yeah. do think Marcel is that guy, but for whatever reason, I don't. I just don't think maybe it's a Mason Rudolph thing. He just doesn't seem to throw like the jump ball that well, yeah, or maybe all that often. Uh, the fade in the end zone type yeah. play, you think? Yeah, like yeah. When when Whedon and Blackman did that, it was like I knew it was a touchdown. Like well, every yeah, it was. Time. It was crazy every yeah. time. So maybe maybe uh, he could be that. I don't know. He seems a little small though. He's six five, one seventy five. Like I'm five eleven and I weigh that much. So I'm well above one seventy five and I'm five ten. So you know, you do you, CJ. I believe in you. <laughs> all right, we're gonna skip to all right. We're gonna skip actually number five, Casey Thompson, uh, Newcastle quarterback. Going to Texas, yeah. Yeah, he's going to uh, Texas. Interesting kid, though. Uh, it's been a weird season for him, but his team has been terrible. We'll just stop at that, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> Number six is Jalen Redman. Uh, okay. Midwest City really? kid, committed yeah. to OU, had an offer from OSU, super raw, like a basketball player. What, what's his story? Okay. This is this is my hot take right here. Let's this is going to be the best kid out of the entire class. You think so? Uh, yeah, I've watched him play twice now. 
and he is unblockable when he wants to be. He is fast and strong, and the fact that he's only been playing football for a year and a half now is mind-blowing to me. He is so good and big, and the game I saw, he had four sacks and just controlled it. He had a game against Car, no, against Lawton Mac, I think, earlier this year can't remember now which team it was against i'm still struggling with all the different schools oh, and variations. Yeah. i know yeah. it's crazy he had a game earlier this year um where he uh on the final possession lot and mac had a chance to score and win he sacked the quarterback four times and on the final sack uh stripped the ball and picked it up and i think ran it back for a touchdown like he is ridiculous they also know have started getting him in on offense. They threw him a swing pass about two weeks ago that he rumbled 45 yards in for a touchdown. And, and I say rumble, it's really a mischaracterization. He is smooth and athletic and just big. So he's a freak. That's, yeah, he's a freak, man. Um, and, yeah, he's a basketball player, and it kind of shows when he's just out there. Um, kind of – he's just very fluid and running around and, you know – I don't know. I think this kid's going to be the real deal, if I'm being honest. So, so chances that OSU flips him, zero, right? Uh, probably zero. Because uh, I get every that t- question a lot, and I, you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty I, – I, I don't say that I have a lot of knowledge maybe into his recruitment, but I'm pretty sure, like, he's, he's locked with OU. It sounded like OU saw him at a camp um, pretty much last year, and – kind of fell in love right away and mm-hmm. honestly the, if you watch him and you go to a game it's kind of what everyone does in a way you see that speed and that athleticism just coming around the corner and again like i saw him just throwing running backs around just he'll grab one from behind by the jersey and just yank them back five yards or so it's wow. it's unreal he's one of the best i've seen this year so that's two of the top uh edge rushers in the state committed to OU. Uh, right. We're going to skip down to number nine, Jordan Kelly, a defensive tackle. Another kid from Union, another kid committed to OU. I assume since you went and saw C.J. Moore, you saw Jordan Kelly. Right, um, yeah. I, I could not be more impressed with anyone on Union's team, in my opinion. When I when Didn't I went and watched Jordan you know. Kelly, he stood out to me like immediately. And, and okay. like last year, he was just so much bigger just a massive nose guard. I, I don't what did what did you think when you saw him? Yeah, when I saw um it was again this Edmund North game that was here in the city and they they completely wrecked North's line all year. And North is like a, a decent team in, in in that class. I mean they they've had some good wins and have been competitive all year and he just kind of blew up the middle of their line all night um just trying to get to their quarterback and run stuffer and you know, he's he's that kind of D-tackle that isn't, uh, to me, a, like a star, but it's just like a vital kind of guy to any unit, you know? Like, you need that guy that's going to, you know, block up the middle and get the tackles and, you know, uh, kind of can stop the run like he can. And Yeah, he's got great size, you know, 6'3", 293, yeah. Um, so, 
he was impressive the night I saw him. Their whole defense was impressive the night I saw him. Though, yeah. So <laughs> but they did they did just win the state championship last year. So yeah, exactly. And they've got so. most of their pieces intact uh, to probably make a run again this year. Yeah, I think it's right. going to be like Owasso and Union. It seems like it's heading that kind of direction. Jinx It'll is be kind of falling off this year. Well, it's interesting, Jinx. So Jacob for us does rankings each week mm-hmm. and. Um, he was catching a lot of heat in the middle of the year because he wouldn't really drop Jinx down because he said they've literally played the toughest schedule in the state. Like, I I cannot fault them for it. They were playing, you know, <laughs> they played Union and Bixby and Nawaso and all these different schools, like, right off the bat. And since then, they've been really excellent and have uh, – they had a close game last week, but they ended up pulling it out too against uh, Westmore, I believe. So Yeah. It'll be interesting. I, I'm definitely going to go to that title game because I think if it's a Wasso Union, I am all in on that. Blank and shit. Yeah, that'll, then, be, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be, be super uh, fun. It'll so. be nice. Yeah. Um, number 10 on this list, Bryce Bray, offensive lineman, Bigsby, committed to OSU. Um, I'll admit I've not seen this kid play. I've seen his highlights, um, and he looks pretty nasty. He had, a, right. he had an kind offer of from OU and OSU, yeah. picked OSU. Um, over OU and some other offers. Right. I, I haven't gotten to see Bryce Bray either, um, but people that I know that have been out to see him uh, really think he's like one of those kind of like a leader kind of lineman, you know, that will – he just kind of messes guys up. He's one of those nasty guys that loves to get in there, will run the ball, push you down, and kind of lay on top of you for a while. <laughs> so, he likes to make um, pancakes. <laughs> Right, exactly. I've also seen videos online where he just literally tosses people out of the way, um, you know, while they are uh, trying to get after the quarterback or something. So he's mean. Uh, he uh, that's kind of the impression I've gotten. He's kind of a mean guy. So yeah, that's <laughs> at least on the field. Yeah, we'll just go. With, so I would say that's probably a good thing. Yeah, no, I think you know that's a lost quality. I feel like in a lot of offensive linemen, uh, my first couple of years at osu when i was writing for the ocali and stuff um like the first year i was super fortunate to talk to like russell okun a lot who is the nicest human that you could possibly ever meet and i was always just so curious how that guy could be uh everyone said like when he gets out on the field he will tear you up he'll throw you around and mess your face into the dirt and you know all that kind of stuff so uh, I couldn't understand it when, you know, just talking to him because he was the nicest guy ever. But <laughs> apparently that's what some guys are like off the field as well. So. It's weird. <laughs> uh, all right, so number 11 is Patrick Fields. Committed OU, not super interested, so I think we'll skip him. Um, and honestly, I don't – I think he's kind of more uh, project than some of the other guys on this list. Um, he's a safety – He's really fast, but I think he's like maybe going to be a redshirt candidate at OU as a freshman. I could be wrong. He's probably going to be like an All-American first team as a freshman, but he seems like he's kind of, I don't know, he might need some refining. Just a quick thought on him. It seems like Union does this often where they have one really highly recruited you know, defensive back and the other one is highly recruited as well. Um, just, and I don't, I, I'm not saying anything about Patrick Fields. I think he's a good player, but I always wonder, like, is it a product of like how good their team is sometimes, you know, like, 
if these safeties are, uh, you know, actually legit or if it's, you know, that one is of them is so good that the other kind of plays off of that really well. I think they're both going to be really good. I'm not trying to say anything about Patrick Fields. I just yeah. always, it's always a curious thought in the back of my head when watching games. So, yeah, that is, that is interesting. I, he's probably going to be great. Uh, I mean, yeah. like he had offers from OSU and OU and a bunch of other schools. Like I'm sure whatever coaches see in him is probably better than what I see. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. I always joke with people. I'm like, well, I thought he was all right, but all these schools really want him. So he must be pretty dang good. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so number 12 on this list, I'm actually curious about James Palmer. Right. Um, out of Oklahoma City, Westmore picked up an offer from OSU last year. Got hurt. Uh, ended the season. Now he's back. He looks pretty good from what I've seen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The offer from OSU probably doesn't stand. Would you agree with that? Um, I don't know. It, um, Scott Wright for us wrote a few weeks ago, I think, about maybe how he fits that cowboy back mold. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's not I, I he's listed as six three on on two four seven. I think he might be a little bit smaller than that, but he's very fast for um just kind of his position. Uh, he's 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 almost receiver ish like, but with a good build. So I wonder if maybe they keep that offer out there in hopes that he'll you know fill that hybrid spot but when i saw him he didn't play because <laughs> he was still rehabbing from he had a really bad I believe an achilles injury last year and um that that took him out for a while and it, yeah he's come back and made a few plays this year so um if he if the osu offer stands i would i would guess it'd be you know for that hybrid you know cowboy back role i think um they were looking for those hard last year osu was and um, you know, came away with Finney Fuyaki. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah, and, and, and Odom, Baron Odom. Right, right, right. So maybe they're looking for a guy that could possibly be uh, better than those two. I don't know. I, I think he, pre-injury, I think he definitely would be. He's a really right. good pass catcher. He's he's not a blocker per se. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a natural tight end, so he can block. Um, I, I, I don't know if... OSU is recruiting him maybe as hard as some of the others they are now, but um, I think he's an option, and he's an interesting option because he's really good. He's just coming off a major injury, right? Right. So uh, he's and and the Achilles injury is one of those that always scares me, just because it's like, oh, that's a real hard one to rehab from, apparently, and guys lose a step sometimes after it. But um, from everything I've heard from guys, he's uh, you know apparently been pretty good this year so jacob got to see him a few weeks ago and i think spoke highly of him nice yeah i'll be interested to see kind of how that unfolds because i think he could be an option but um yeah i don't know how how healthy he is at this point Um, number 13 on this list israel antoine uh millwood high school oklahoma city kid um originally committed to Ole ole miss Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a bunch of interest from a bunch of other schools, including Texas. Uh, and then he flipped to OSU. And you actually wrote a, a really good feature on him um, for the Oklahomans. So, what do you know about Israel? And it sounds like you guys, you, you kind of got to know him pretty well. Right. I got to know Israel and his uh, dad, Dwayne, really well. So, on, like, literally the first football assignment I had as. Um, 
uh, a preps writer for the paper was to go to Millwood's Midnight Madness. And it's like their, you know, opening midnight practice that they do every year. And so uh, I went and I was just kind of wandering around wondering what like the heck I should be doing. And I'm approached by Israel's dad, Dwayne. And he just kind of really starts talking to me about, yeah, this is my son. He was going to go to Ole Miss, but he decommitted and, and we hit it off. We just talked for a while. Um, and then I interviewed Israel later that night and, you know, we had a good conversation too, just about like how ready he was for football. I remember him saying like, I love playing football because it's like my chance to hit people and get away with it, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. Just in the moment, he was just joking around and having a good time. So, but something that stuck with me just about those two together because the dad told me all kinds of like, yeah, we've been training since he was, you know, five years old, six years old. We've been hitting the gym since he was 10. Like, uh, they put in work to get him to be the player he is now. And so I originally went in just wanting to kind of chronicle that. He's one of the best, you know, defensive linemen we have in the state. So let's figure out how a defensive lineman was uh, built in a way. That's kind of what the story I was wanting to tell. And so as I'm talking to his dad more, uh, he just kind of lets on to me like, hey, Israel has slight autism. Um, and honestly, I hadn't heard of a recruit that I can think of that had had that. I can't think of many, you know, premier athletes really that would own up to having autism as well. And so I was really just uh, fascinated and curious about, you know, uh, how that came about their like dealing of it and how football came about. Cause to me, like when I think of autism, I think of, you know, loud noises being overwhelmed kind of in, in situations like that. Um, and how difficult a football game must be. But that apparently is not how Israel's autism manifested. It, w- it was more in, um, he's, a l- he's a little socially awkward. He uh, had some aggression issues as a, as a younger kid. And the dad found that football was a really good outlet for him to kind of unleash a lot of that. And so we just, we talked all kinds of, you know, uh, how do you develop this, how he developed. And Israel is a you know really good student has um, you know some some good friends that he is always hanging out with um, that aren't on the football team they're just you know regular kids at his high school so he's a really down to earth cool kid um, and uh, from everything I've been told by coaches and players that he's he's legit too um, he's listed at six two and a half on two four seven I've been right next to him I'd say he's closer to six four ish almost. Um, and he, I think under Rob Glass can be every bit of 300 pounds or bigger. So that'll be interesting to see, uh, as far as, a, as a player goes, he's incredibly strong. That's probably his biggest, uh, biggest attribute is he just pushes right through guys. I've seen Millwood's a great team. They play two A football, so they get, don't get a lot of like, uh, uh, maybe not credits, not the right word, but you know, they, they, they play some, smaller schools but right. they dominate those games and israel up against even his own teammates pushes them around and so it's pretty impressive to see him work and to get out there and he won't make many highlight plays you know uh during a game just because he is also one of those that gets double and triple teamed but he will blast through some guys every now and then and just lay out a running back or throw a lineman down to the ground so 
it's uh it was really great getting to know them and and to be able to tell that story and i was i thought it was super brave of them to kind of uh to 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 tell it to want to tell it so that was that was a neat deal and um Dwayne, the dad talked a lot about he thinks it it hurt his recruiting in a way that he could have been a you know a higher star recruit um but some schools just didn't want you know anything to do with maybe a, a kid who had autism and but OSU, Colorado, I believe Baylor, Texas, they were all in on him still. They all were very much in on him, wanted him a lot. Um, and I think it came down to uh, Oklahoma State really kept that connection going the longest with him. Um, Gundy would go to his, some of his games, like showed up at uh, what they call the Soul Bowl in Langston, which is Millwood versus Douglas, um, and, and came to that. And really just to see Israel play. So, uh, I think Gundy did put in the work to get him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I was really fascinated by that story. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a player or a recruit with autism either. So right. just, you know, reading his story and seeing kind of how he was built is kind of how you put it in, in your story and how rare he is, his path is um to to ultimately what he's going to be a, a division one athlete is is really interesting so and i'll be interested to see too i hope you know osu is you know will let us in on like okay well how is that going to be make him a different you know college player as well will they you know try and put people around him specifically to to you know kind of help him along in certain areas or is it just kind of he's they're gonna let him be a regular college student i, I kind of find all that kind of stuff fascinating yeah. so yeah that will be that will be really interesting so um one last kind of impact talking on recruiting um obviously bedlam is saturday um ou and osu typically recruit against each other at least within the state and not typically for the same recruits. Although this year, a lot of the recruits were kind of, you know, they had choices between OU and OSU. Um, What kind of impact do you think Bedlam has on recruiting just like within the state? Obviously OSU has relied on in-state recruiting in the past. Dylan Stoner is probably the most recognizable name right now that that I can think of off the top of my head. Dylan Harding is another uh, right. Jinx kid, um, Jeremy Smith in the past. Yeah, even going back to you know, uh, I, I guess Ryan Broyles back yeah. in the day, he was gonna be going to OSU, and but it wasn't. Then he is. switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you? I mean, it, do you think the victor goes the spoils type thing? Like, if if OSU wins. How many of OU recruits are going to reconsider? None, or some, or uh, you know, what's the impact? It's a, it's an interesting or is thing. It like a future I, thing, like just... yeah, I think it's, I think it's more down the line mm-hmm. kind of impact. Um, just think about I, me. I'm, I'm just thinking about myself growing up in Oklahoma City. I always thought about OU is the dominant program because they, they win Bedlam every year. I mean, that was kind of the thought in my head. So why wouldn't you want to go play for OSU and or for OU? I mean. So maybe it's a future thing to help change perception. I honestly do wonder uh, just how much, you know, OU and OSU really fight for in-state recruits anymore. It does seem like maybe OU gets first pick uh, of the litter in a way, but OSU's gotten a a lot of really good in-state recruits as of late and, you know, continues to get guys 
I think OSU's lineman class coming in this year is all a stout group of, you know, the Jacob Farrell and Hunter Anthony um, and Bryce Bray. They all seem like guys OU would want in a way. But I mean, know they're getting two really good tackles themselves. Uh, but uh, it's it's one of those things I do always wonder uh, if OSU has their guys that they specifically seek out in a way, um, whereas OU kind of looks for you know the top top of the class in a way um yeah. because i know that's the case for wide receivers usually osu will find you know the random guys that they love and how they fit in their system and uh will want them to fit into their system you know at osu and so that's how you get guys like uh james washington and right. uh, chris C and, and and those kind of guys who maybe uh weren't picked up on by a whole lot of other guys but why, why, why in the world did CJ Moore not get an offer from OU? Did they just know he was at OSU <laughs> through and through? I mean, to me, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, Tracy probably has a big part to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his cousin yep. being the former yep. OSU wide receiver. So um, there's also, you know, strong ties from Union down to, to over to Stillwater in a way. Uh, I think of, you know, you know, like you said, Jeremy Smith and a few other guys along the way that have all, you know, really, you know, been like, no, I'm going here from the beginning. I'm not even tempted by OU right. in a way. I think things might be shifting in that. I also think maybe it's, I mean, you look at OSU's offensive system. What wide receiver wouldn't want to play in that? Right. <laughs> um, and it. You know, obviously, you want to go play with Baker Mayfield, but he's not going to be there next year. Yep. Kyler yep. Murray could be great and could be the next Heisman winner, for all we know, at OU, but uh, you don't know for sure. So you know that system is there and in place at OSU, so it's probably a safe bet for a lot of these, you know, pretty good skill position guys. Yeah, I I think I think that's probably what it is with CJ, just the, the Tracy Moore connection and... Oh, you probably thought, yeah, we're just gonna stay away because. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of get that thought too. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so you got anything else? I think uh, we hit on basically my entire scribble pad that I've got laid out here. Um, um you know, we got state playoffs coming up soon. Uh, we're just kind of uh, still working away on the on the high school beat, uh, just trying to figure out who's playing who and what the good matchups are going to be. So it's it's an exciting time. Also, we got basketball right around the corner that's going to be super fun i don't yes. have anybody i know anything about uh but it should be a good time so <laughs> where uh, so where are you going to be at this weekend uh let's see uh, thursday night the thursday night schedule this week is very soft so i'm gonna go to dell city and actually write a feature story maybe on some of their better players that are still kind of in the recruiting game right now um that's um uh, they Jeff Foreman's a receiver they got. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Isaiah. Oh, I'm blanking on his name now, but he's really good too. Um, uh, it, it, it's just kind of a probably a check in on some of those guys and see. And then uh, on Friday night, I will be doing Kingfisher versus Oklahoma Christian School, which is for the district title in that and the number one spot in the, in the playoffs. So. That'll be an interesting one. OCS, you know, obviously the home of uh, Blake Griffin and a few other guys here and there. Yeah. Uh, and, and football hasn't really produced uh, a ton of great teams, but they've gotten really good over the past couple of years. 
um, with uh, a new coach and system in place there. So it's fun. It'll be interesting. Sounds like a yeah. kind of an action-packed weekend somewhat. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, yeah, obviously Bedlam on Saturday. I'm not going to make it to the game, but I might make it to Stillwater where I might watch from uh, a local favorite establishment or two. So. Oh, boy. Okay, so do you have – have you gone on the record and made a Bedlam pick yet? I haven't. Uh, Would you like to officially go on the record? Goodness. I'm usually the, the, the OSU doubter. Of all my friends and family, but I kind of think they got it. I don't know really why I think it. I, actually, I do. I think OSU's wide receivers and offense will come back alive <laughs> this week against OSU or against OU's secondary. That still looks uh, pretty rough to me. I, I think they got some problems back there, and as long as they can keep uh, Oboe out of the backfield and keep Mason upright, I think. They've got a really good shot at it. So I'm going to go 51-48. Oh, 51-48. Sorry, that, my dog was sneezing in the background. That was 51-48. OSU. 51-48. Okay. So does the Mason, he's injured, he's not injured, rumor talk make you nervous at all? or? Uh, yeah, I think you got to be if you're an OSU person. Yeah. Uh, just It's weird to me. I kind of wondered if there was a miscommunication from Gundy at post game where he said Mason didn't play the whole week. If he meant Mason didn't play the entire week, like as in he maybe played a few days, but didn't play the whole week. Right. Uh, but it was just lost in language. And so everyone immediately was like, he didn't play the whole week. What? <laughs> um, but it could be, you know, it could be that he's really struggling with some kind of shoulder injury, but uh, I would hope that against you know OSU second OU secondary, which hasn't looked you know fantastic, well, it kind of looked all right last week against Tech, but um, that maybe they could turn things up a notch and, and throw it downfield. But I think Gundy said they they got to run the ball to really establish any of that, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that all shapes out. But yeah, you got to be a little nervous since you're one snap away from Taylor Cornelius, uh, right. really stepping in and getting some meaningful snaps in Bedlam. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think you just got to, you got to ride with the guy that got you. So I dig it. All right. So you're on the record. 5148. OSU. It's me. Etching it in stone. Oh God. Yes. And I, I reserve the right to, uh, have egg on my face. I, that's okay. <laughs> Hey, Adam, so tell everyone where people can read you, follow you, social, all that stuff. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Adam underscore WK. Uh, obviously, in the Oklahoma, on newsok.com. Okay. Uh, just as much as you can, please. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, Adam, I appreciate your time, man. I've, I've taken up more than enough of it. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you on sometime down the road. Very good insight. Very, in- very entertaining. Very interesting stuff. I look forward to it, Kyle. Thanks so All much. Right, appreciate it. See you, man. Have a good one, man. Bye. Hi, all. Thanks for listening to the Reload Podcast. Uh, sorry about some of the technical issues we had with the audio today. Um, we were using Skype, and um, I know I speak for myself when I say I'm Skype illiterate. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview with Adam. He was awesome. I appreciate his time, and... Uh, Really cool to uh, to kind of hear his his perspective from Bedlam as far as recruiting, 
his his journey to the Oklahoman and and what he's doing now. Um, so, anyways, I, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to just, uh, uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Uh, give us a follow on SoundCloud. Give Adam a follow on Twitter. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time.